give. You're listening to uh, radio activists. You've been hearing about this traveling library that lends books to people that are living on the street. I mean, this is something that you're not hearing about. It's hard to find this kind of information. It really is. You can get news on the Internet, but you can't really sort through it and find out what's relevant, what's happening right here in your community. You get that from KBU. You connect with people on a human-to-human level. How rare is that in today's society of mechanization, robocalls, and spam? Here at KBU, we're real people. You call us and a real person picks up the phone. You come and see us, and a real person is there. And we're here for you, and we need you to be here for us. Right now, in the next minute, call that number, 877-500-5266. Be the hero for community radio. Put us over the top for the goal for this hour. $200 is all we need, 877-500-5266, 877-500-KBOO. Thanks, Jenka. Thanks, Layla. Stay tuned. It's 10 o'clock and time for flashpoints after a couple of announcements. KBOO Portland. KBOO would like to give special thanks to our local community partners who've donated food for our volunteers today. Breakfast provided by F&B Cafe and Catering with three cafe locations at Eastside Exchange on 123 Northeast 3rd Avenue, Pearl Art House on 804 Northwest Cooch Street, and Markram Hill on 3460 Southwest U.S. Veterans Hospital Road. They also offer catering throughout Portland. Lunch provided by Atlas Pizza, located at 3570 Southeast Division Street and open 11.30 a.m. to 11 p.m. or later every day. Dinner provided by Chameleon Restaurant, a restaurant located in the Hollywood District at 2000 Northeast 40th Avenue. Serving primarily organic dishes, Chameleon Restaurant is open Wednesday to Saturday from evening to late night. For more information on how you can support KBU, call 877-500-5266 right now. KBU Community Radio is proud to co-sponsor Alternativity on Saturday and Sunday, December 15th and 16th at Matter in Portland. Alternativity is a holiday pop-up featuring the radical prints, posters, and apparel of the Just Seeds Artist Cooperative, Everhart Press, The Far Woods, and Lettrichweka Press. Again, that's Alternativity, Saturday and Sunday, December 15th and 16th, from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. at Matter, 811 East Burnside in Portland. More information can be found at kboo.fm on the right side of the homepage under Community Events. Today on Flashpoints, we're proud to present the Electronic Intifada podcast with host Nora Barrows Friedman. All this straight ahead on Flashpoints. Stay tuned. You're listening to Flashpoints on Pacifica Radio. My name is Mike Biggs, in for Dennis Bernstein. On today's program, we're proud to present a new podcast by the Electronic Intifada with host Nora Barrows Friedman. Listen to this. 
this pushback and the suppression that we're facing is it's so clear that they're genuinely afraid that we can do something, that we can actually have some sort of momentum and, and shift the tide in the United States at least in support of Palestine. Uh, my advocacy for justice in for Palestine as part and parcel of the indivisibility of justice has been vindicated. The Electronic Intifada. The Electronic Intifada. The Electronic Intifada. This is the Electronic Intifada podcast. I'm Nora Barrows-Friedman, and you're listening to the Electronic Intifada podcast. Coming up a little later in the program, we'll hear from Professor Rabab Abdulhadi of San Francisco State University. She'll be talking about the final dismissal of a frivolous lawsuit brought by Israel lawfare strategists against her and the university over her Palestine research and criticisms of Israel. The suit was filed as part of a years-long targeted bullying campaign intended to censor and threaten professors and students who advocate for Palestinian rights. But first, we take a look at the recent National Students for Justice in Palestine conference, which was held at the University of California at Los Angeles, or UCLA. In the weeks leading up to the conference, student supporters of Palestinian rights had been facing multifaceted attacks and smear campaigns by university administrators, local city leadership, and anti-Palestinian groups. Los Angeles City Council members unanimously passed a resolution condemning the National Students for Justice in Palestine conference. The resolution openly accused members of Students for Justice in Palestine, or SJP, of holding anti-Semitic beliefs and called on the UCLA administration to shut down the event. Taking a page from an Israel advocacy playbook, Paul Koretz, the council member who brought the resolution forward, himself claimed that SJP members have advocated for violence against Jewish people and, in no casual terms, directly linked them to the bigotry that led to the massacre at the synagogue in Pittsburgh in October. A week before, in a bizarre and desperate attempt to derail the conference, the UCLA administration sent students a cease and desist letter claiming that their illustration of a bear on conference promotional materials violated the university's trademark. The Bruin bear is the university mascot. UCLA backed down on its cease and desist demands after receiving a letter from Palestine Legal and the American Civil Liberties Union on behalf of SJP. SJP stood firm in its rights to advertise its conference with a bear holding a Palestinian flag, but agreed to remove the word UCLA from its poster because the conference location was obvious. In an op-ed in the LA Times just before the conference began, UCLA's Chancellor Jean Block seemed to agree with the LA City Council's smears against SJP, but wrote that he would allow the conference to go on because he believes in free speech. Despite the blatant attempts to repress it, National Students for Justice in Palestine and the Palestinian Youth Movement say that more than 550 students, speakers, artists, and organizers, quote, attended the conference to learn about radical hope, resistance in the face of adversity, making it the largest student conference focused on the Palestinian struggle to date. The groups added that, quote, no matter how severe the opposition was, scores of attendees came and learned about the Palestinian plight, and that is something that no resolution, no administrative critique, and no disruption will ever be able to take away. Joining us to talk about the conference and the organizing by students to challenge the ongoing repression by Israel lobby groups, lawmakers, and university administrations is Aisha Khan of National Students for Justice in Palestine. Aisha, thank you so much for being with us on the Electronic Intifada podcast. 
Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. There's so much to cover about the National SJP Conference. It happened more than a week ago. Uh, this, year's, this year's theme was Radical Hope, Resistance in the Face of Adversity. In the joint statement that came out this week, National SJP and the Palestinian Youth Movement say that uh, the resistance to that adversity is certainly about the wider Palestinian struggle for freedom, but it also applies to what students faced when trying just to put this conference on. Um, can you talk about the situation right now for students organizing for Palestinian rights on campuses in the U.S. and what you've been facing in terms of Zionist groups, university administrators, and even uh, the local city council members who are all were all trying to shut this this movement and this conference down? Yeah, I think um, we've kind of faced backlash for a long time, but this time around with NSJP coming to Los Angeles, um, we had a particularly intense series of, of, of backlash and, and events that, that basically made it clear to us that um, the, not just university administrators, but, but elected official representatives um, that are supposed to represent their constituents um, are spreading very dangerous uh, Islamophobic anti-Arab tropes about, about what SJP is. Um, we never got approached once by anybody um, that wrote about us, whether it was LA City Council member Paul Koretz, um, Brad Sherman, um, other other elected representatives, or Gene Block himself, who wrote an op-ed for the LA Times um, that was also pretty inflammatory, where he made assumptions about what SJP does and basically said that he would just like to hold a conference to um, just tolerate and preserve the marketplace of ideas, even though um, we're very clear in that we challenge all forms of bigotry, including anti-Semitism, and propo- uh, pr- promote justice and equality for, for everybody without any exceptions. Um, it was just, um, you know, we've, we've been attacked frequently, but we were very misre- misrepresented um, by the by the UCLA administration, um, even in their cease and desist letter, when they tried to imply that us using a kite um, on, on top of the bear with the dove somehow and could imply an endorsement of violence, which I think um, is kind of the reason we, we wrote our statement with PYM, because it was so important for us to actually talk about all of these things that happened surrounding the conference. And we were so focused on trying to put the conference on that we were just in crisis mode the entire time like you know we would shut down one fire where we would respond to cease and desist letter and then that ended up working out thanks to pal legal and aclu and then the next thing we know we have this la city council resolution and then gene block and then at the time we were just in survival mode and we just tried to do whatever we could to keep the conference going and to make sure students on campus feel safe and secure uh, mostly because we did have a very aggressive counter protest at the conference um that was organized by a lot of off-campus groups that weren't students actually that have a documented history of assaulting students on campus so we were more concerned about security and safety more than anything else um, but i think now that the dust has settled from the conference we kind of have time to process how truly horrific all of the coverage around the conference was where nsjp was never approached about what we do and who we are and this is by you know administrators and actual representatives who are supposed to have our best interests in mind and protect students whether it's just ucla students um and that didn't happen and to look at how problematic it is for elected representatives to casually say that oh they might be plotting terrorism uh just just sentences like that that were so casually published in in the la times and the daily bruin um by congressmen and i think it's really important to actually hit at how problematic and how dangerous that could be for the safety of, of students who are just social justice organizers trying to do something good. 
Aisha, let's talk a little bit more in detail about the LA City Council resolution. Um, can you talk about what it said, uh, the thrust of it, and how students are responding and organizing against it? Yeah, so I mean, the, the gist of the resolution was that that SJP is inherently, like you said, tied to anti-Semitism across the United States. And given that there's a steep rise of a very real threat of anti-Semitism and, and violence against the Jewish community, that somehow that is all propagated by SJP and that is the focus of our work. And therefore, um, it, that the conference should be banned and UCLA should not allow this to happen because it's it, we are imposing violence and physical threat to the Jewish community at UCLA and broader Los Angeles. And I think that was just ridiculous. I mean, and, and it was the resolution that was passed um, unanimously brought to the table by Paul Karatz, but not once were we approached ever uh, about what is this conference about, even to ask us um, what we're going to do and what we're, what we're doing, who, we're, who we are, and all that information is publicly available. And it's very obvious the work we've done um, over the past few years, um, you know, hand in hand with our Jewish uh, organizations that are that we're allied with, like Peace Worship Peace, um, to do the work that we need to do to mobilize actively against all forms of bigotry. And I think that was just completely dismissed. Um, but I think now we kind of took um, we kind of took that and and just basically tried to focus all of our energy on making sure that we are in fact actively in solidarity, in tangible solidarity with the Jewish community. Because regardless of what people say about our organization, it was important to us that we're actually mobilizing for the community. Um, so I think a beautiful part of this conference was that we had a Jewish caucus. So we've had identity caucuses before. Um, but we had a pretty massive Jewish caucus time around that was led by Jewish Force for Peace, and they were actually really integral in pretty much uh, leading and organizing our security at the conference to make sure that students feel safe and aren't harassed and um, aren't, uh, I mean, they ultimately did get end up getting verbally harassed at least by all the kind of protesters, but they had, they were meticulous in helping us organize the conference and making sure our students feel safe. So I think we kind of responded to that city concert resolution by one, ignoring it, and two, making sure that we are, you know, we are, our relationship with our allies is stronger than ever. And you're listening to Flashpoints here on KBOO Community Radio during this, our holiday membership drive. And we're asking for your support to keep this radio station strong. 50 years KBOO has been going and we want to go another 50. We need your support to get there. $30,000 and 500 is our goal. $30,500. Don't forget that 500. And we need you to be a contributor so that this station can remain strong. We are independent because we have 5,000 members that each give a little bit. And that adds up to this station's budget. Budget. We're not uh, funded by some big major mega corporation. This is a community radio station that's funded by you, the listener. Now is the time that we need your support. It's a different model from a top-down corporate structure where the biggest shareholder has the biggest say. This is a member-led, community-driven station. We're independent and we're able to provide you news like what you've just been hearing about the Students for Justice in Palestine conference in Los Angeles because we have so many members we're able to remain independent we don't have to have the dictates of a uh, of a corporate editor telling us what we can and can't put on the air so if you appreciate free speech on the airwaves then call right now 877-500-5266 we need to make 100 well let's make it 300 because we got a little to make up for the last hour so 300 let's do it if someone gets that hoodie 25 dollars a month you don't have to put a penny down right now just say I can do $25 a month and make that commitment to my radio station and support my community at the $25 a month level. We'll send you this 
dope hoodie. <laughs> I mean, this is a two-sided hoodie. KBU Radio, it's a black hoodie. Wear it around town. Be proud. Be part of the KBU crew for your contribution of $25 a month. 877-500-5266. My name is Jenka. I'm here with Layla this morning. And that hoodie is also just like the softest thing. It's like you're getting a hug from a bear. I don't know. It's great. Um, K-boo hug. K-boo hug. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, your membership serves you and thousands of others with learning, culture, information, and libera- liberated entertainment. Um, K-boo matters to you and you matter to us. So it takes just a few minutes to join this media revolution. Give us a call. You can donate $5, $25, Um, Call 877-500-5266 or you can donate online at kboo.fm slash give. It might be hard to uh, to hear, but there are, in fact, forces at play in this society that do not want you to access real news and information, that do not want you to have a fact-based, community-based news source, that, in fact, want to control the news and information and culture you're able to access. If that thought is chilling as to what it implies for our democracy, keep in mind, it is not too late. Despite the pressure, 50 years strong, KBU has been here. We need